When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Well, yesterday the FIA announced a massive 2023 calendar for Formula One fans to get excited about. 24 races in all, making it the longest season to date, with a few historic firsts, including the inaugural Las Vegas Grand Prix. Uh, The problem is the Formula One teams weren't advised of the release, and so the ongoing fractious relationship between the two parties seems to continue on. Uh, to talk about that and other issues around the schedule, and uh, it's, of course it's uh, still going, the Formula 1 is still going in this calendar year, uh, we've got uh, our very own uh, Aroha Hathaway, who is just sitting there poised uh, in the studio, absolutely um, full of knowledge here, uh, Aroha, about this. Uh, first of all, is it is it a bit weird that uh, the, the teams weren't aware that that this was going to be released, they're caught by surprise. Nothing's weird in Formula One now, Smithy. You know, Daniel Ricciardo, oh, I'm sweet till the end next year, next minute, no seat. So, <laughs> you know, who'd want to be an Aussie Formula One driver? You know the funniest, you know what is weird about that Daniel Ricciardo thing is that the dude who's taking his seat is also an Australian and his manager is Mark Webber, who is also an Australian who also raced for Red Bull, just like Daniel Ricciardo did. Hey, I don't know about the teams not knowing about what the FIA was doing, but I do know that they don't know in general what the FIA is doing. That's the vibe they give off all the time. It's like, oh, well, here are some regulations. We won't follow them. And now Lewis Hamilton hasn't won an eighth world championship. And then they'll change it all around next week. And then they'll make up some new rules about track limits. So sometimes Formula One gets a bit of bad press because it can be seen to be inconsistent. I like the calendar, but then I'm not the person who has to compete in a sport from February through to November 26. That's a long season. It's a hellishly long season uh, when you consider the stress levels involved. And we're we're just not talking about race day here. We're talking about uh, all the other days where you're in the the seat testing and and getting prepared and and Mm. then... You know, I mean, the stress involved uh, in the industry um, is quite severe. And it's only increased since Netflix decided to turn the sport into, some people call it a mockumentary, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Mm. Um, but, you know, the other thing I want to say, I always quantify this by saying I am only a hashtag fan, right? I'm I'm not a a specialist journalist for Formula One. It's my specialist entertainment um, watch through a weekend. I watch it with the greatest of enthusiasm. So I'm 
not an authority on it. And people will agree with me and disagree with me. And I run into people in the office all the time who hate my favourite drivers with a passion. And I just love winding them up. It makes more of the sport. Um, so, Smithy, what do you want to know about this calendar? Do you want to go to Las Vegas? Well, Is that us? Are we on? That would be great, fantastic. And I, you know what it staggers me? It's, it's never been there before. I mean, it's the city of entertainment in the world, the world's God, entertainment capital. I don't, Why has it taken so long to get there? Because it's not really, you know, you can't drive fast cars through Las Vegas <laughs> very often. Not, you know, 20 cars moving at... 300 kilometres an hour, well, maybe not that fast through Las Vegas. You know, it's a street race. So first you have to get the track. Like if I were to turn around to Auckland City Council and say, hey, let's chuck a a race through the city streets, where, how? And all those business people would be moaning about their streets being cut off for, you know, four days. Because it's not just a night. It's over a period of days. The great thing about the Las Vegas race, night race, just like Singapore, and it's actually happening on a Saturday night, not a Sunday. Usually um, race day is Sunday, but they're doing it on a Saturday night in Las Vegas. It's going to be wild. I think so wild that I wouldn't want to be there. I just want to read about it the next day. Well, it's uh, November the 18th, so it's the second last one on the calendar, which begins on March the 5th in Bahrain. And I just had a, a look, uh, quick recce myself for uh, four uh, uh, Grand Prix in that part of the world, uh, Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, the first mm. two. Then you go to uh, Qatar in, on October the 8th, and then, of course, you've got the very final one in, in Abu Dhabi. So we can see that uh, money talks in that yeah. part of the world so and attracts. That part of the world has four races. If we look at – it was really interesting because we were talking about how money is affecting – the game, if, if you like. So it's been hugely monetized. It was one of the most, it was one of the first sports to get going again during the pandemic. So it's managed to build up a, a like a bit of a steamroller effect, I suppose, and with Netflix helping that momentum. But if we look at those four races, and then we also look to the United States, before Austin, there were no Grand Prix in America. Now there are three next year. So we have Austin, which is a huge fan, everyone's a huge fan of. Um, Miami had their first Grand Prix this year. And then next year, you've got Las Vegas added to that American calendar as well. And there's an American team in Formula One now with Haas. They've managed to hang in there by the skin of their teeth. They've actually had an okay season this year with Kevin Magnussen making his grand comeback. Um, But they've been pushing for an American driver as well. Um, Colton Herter, Looked like he might be able to get a seat for next year, but he doesn't have enough super points, and I don't think... Again, if the rules were implemented that they have now on someone like Max Verstappen, when he first started, he wouldn't have been allowed a super licence under the current rules, but Colton hasn't been allowed to come in. No exceptions for the American. Why is there... And and it's been quite some time... um, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brains here. American driver, when motor racing is such a huge thing... In that continent, I, I just don't, I don't understand. If if one is well, it's a class thing too, right? So if you look, I, I mean, the purists of the sport wouldn't say that, but it's kind of it's a European format. It's always been a European heavy league. You have Finnish drivers. You every if you're a, it's it's, it's, it's I guess the snobbery of it is that IndyCar isn't as good as Formula One, if you talk to the Formula One drivers. And the IndyCar drivers will tell you that uh, IndyCar drivers are a heck of a lot tougher than Formula One drivers because the cars stick to the road for Formula One and IndyCar drivers actually have to turn the steering wheel. 
So there's a bit mm. of, you know, I guess you could say the same thing about rugby and league and where are those two different things popular, even though they look and smell the same to the uneducated. Um, but Formula One, I don't know that this season has been fun. I look forward to next season with great enthusiasm because it's just okay, well, got boring. Yeah. I'm so well, has, bored. Uh, I know why, um, because Verstappen has just cleared out on the bunch. 11 wins uh, has been so dominant. I'm happy uh, we for might him. Not be able to, we might be able to get you to uh, Las Vegas uh, around November the 18th. Surely we can get you to Melbourne. Uh, oh. Around uh, April the 2nd. So I'm supposed to be in Singapore for the next race, but I had to can it. My bank balance is much healthier as a result, but that would right. have been amazing. Singapore is one of the most expensive of, on the circuit just because it's like tourist town and you go there at peak travel times too. So, you know, a trip to the Singapore Grand Prix would probably cost you about six grand. You know, Willamant Travel, who um, did the trip, the, the quizzy dag thing, they were doing a trip to Singapore Grand Prix too. But next year, I think this gives you all plenty of time to plan. You know, November, I've got a year to get my act together, Smithy. Yeah. See how uh, many. Okay, let's uh, look at other aspects of it. Uh, are there. Are there venues that disappoint you or surprise you? Uh, well, no, unsurprisingly, no race in Russia, uh, no race in France. And they had actually, so you have contracts if you're hosting, if you have the race coming to your town, you have a certain number of seasons put into your contract and their contract would basically at an end and it just wasn't renewed. But the good old heads at FIA, Stefano Domenicali, has said that he will consider putting France back on the calendar. It might even get, you know, there maybe once every two years, you know, biannual, biannually. Is that a word? It is now. Yes, uh, it Monza, is. Monza, good old Monza. Monza back. Which is your favourite race? Because they didn't know whether they were going to keep Monza. Because Monza, it's a great word. I think I might just say it. And Monaco. Monaco was looking like it was going to get ditched as well. But thank goodness we get to see Charles Leclerc crash there again next year. Well, okay, that's cool. Um, If I'm around, if I was around that part of the world, I would make a point of going to Silverstone. Uh, There's something about the British Grand Prix, uh, in my history anyway, that suggests um, a fondness for that particular event. There you I, go. I'd like to be there too. I'd like to be there, but only if Lewis wins. I don't want to be there if he doesn't, because I feel like you'd just be depressed. You'd dro- gone all that way, and then the dude doesn't take out the win. And you have to say it like the posh people there do. It's Silverstone. Silverstone. You know, you know Silverstone <laughs> okay. is the name of the track. Um, my favourite race on next year's calendar is still Monaco. Monaco dictates. I just re-watched Lewis Hamilton's Monaco win when his tyres were like 722 laps old and he kept everybody three seconds slower than they could race and he still wins the race. Monaco is dictated by where you qualify and if you have pole, you can mm. usually win it. And I really love the fact that Monaco is still there because people are... It's the whole F1 vibe, the boats, the champagne and also... On top of all of that, you know, it is one of the most unsustainable, unfriendly planet sports in the world. I feel bad sometimes that this is one of my favourite sports because it uses so much fuel, so many miles. It leaves such a big carbon footprint. Um, I suppose that's why all of the drivers are turning into activists. 
Well, it's interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting point of view. It's not going to change next year with the increased schedule. No, so they put, they put you, more races on. Yeah, it's funny though, put isn't more races it? On. Yeah. So, I mean, if there is any race on that calendar that I would want to go to in my life, it would be Monaco. But twenty-four races, just to put it into perspective, in twenty thirteen, mm. there were only nineteen. And way back when racing started in like 19, when it was finally called, you know, the, the big competition uh, in 1950 when they started this competition, it was like seven races. 1993, 16 races. And now we're up to 24. 1953, nine races. So we have more than doubled what Formula One drivers used to do in a season. Right, let's look at, uh, because this one, this season is not finished yet, uh, it's been the Verstappen show, as I said, 11 pod, uh, 13 podiums, 11 wins, quite outstanding, a points uh, lead now that cannot be gazumped, um, so Verstappen, outstanding Red Bull, anything to say that Red Bull will not dominate next year, what, what are your predictions uh, when you look at the schedule, you look at Lewis Hamilton, who you want to be a factor, sitting at 6th. Yeah, he hasn't done too bad though. I feel like Lewis has been taking all the risks, experimental, you know, drives, and he's he, he doesn't want to come last, of course, but he he takes some risks during free practice, etc. And they've done okay for a team that looked like it was going to be a, I want to say snot rag of a car, <laughs> and I just did. Yeah. And but they've done okay, you know, they've been pulling podiums, and George Russell has been driving really well and Lewis has been happy to develop the car. I actually think he'd be really happy to dig a hole, bury that vehicle and just get on to next year, but is enjoying the challenge anyway. What I hope happens is there's that law of diminishing returns, right? So when they first went into this era of car, Mercedes just, they blew it out of the water and they were pulled back, but it took what, seven, eight years for the other teams to really start to pull it back? Will it take that long for these other teams to develop enough to surpass Red Bull? Red Bull's ferociously fast. Ferrari looked like it was able to keep keep up. And sometimes they do. They don't have kind of the, um, the straight line speed, I think, that the Red Bulls have. It depends on how they have their downfall set up. But that's the only car that can really compete with them. All the other cars, it's almost like there's one race, which is Red Bull and Ferrari when they don't crash, and then there's everybody else. And if we just had everybody else, it would be such an exciting race because the amount of overtakes and the battles that go on throughout the race and the other part of the pack are great fun. But if Ferrari crashes out or if they make a bad call strategically, it's the most boring, depressing race and I need a whiskey chaser at the end of it. Just just finally, um, and that's an interesting point you make, um, where do they get the personalities from? I mean, Verstappen, I don't even think I've seen a photo of Max Verstappen. What? I, what a, I, I, just where's the personality? Where are, where are they up front, you know, superstar personalities uh, in the game? Uh, I would say that just to, they've all had to learn how to be that. They're actually, the younger ones are much more media savvy. And Lando Norris is probably one of the most famous people on the planet now because he's also an, a Twitch gamer and he has Quadrant and you can just go down a rabbit hole with those guys and watch them playing weird games over the interweb. Is that something you'd be interested in, Smithy? Is that sport to you? Not for me. Okay, Not well, for age. everybody else under the age of about 12, they love it. And so Lando <laughs> Norris, 
unfortunately, there's a mother's brigade too. So Lando Norris has all these 40-something-year-old women watching him online, which is a bit creepy. So he's famous with the petrol heads. He's famous with mums and all your kids. So he's probably the most well-known besides Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, and then, of course, Charles Leclerc is just beautiful. Mm. You know, he could he's so pretty, you couldn't... You, I feel like anything about appearance you can't talk about in 2022, so I'll stop now. Okay. Those are your superstars. The Kimi Raikkonen's of the yeah. of the world were fantastic because they were so, uh, I, I want to say disgruntled, but quiet. They had this kind of, you know, superstar personality for being not a, a participant. Now it's the opposite. They're all media savvy. They walk around. If you ever get to see a picture of the paddock, um, from above, you will see that every single driver has about three or four media people around them with cameras all the time. They are constantly mm. followed by cameras. So those are your superstars, your Max, um, George Russell a little bit, Lewis always because people, people love him or hate him, uh, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz too is quite funny, and also there are spin-offs now. So he, Formula One has spin-offs with its Netflix series. Then there are YouTube spin-offs with people doing parodies of the drivers. It's become a whole genre of its own. It far surpasses any other kind of sport in terms of the breadth of coverage. But people can Fantastic. disagree with me if they like. And on that subject, I thank you very much for your update and your opinions. And if it comes to a vote, I'm voting you for Las Vegas. There you go. Hashtag, hashtag LV, me, you, Smithy. Okay, cool. Araha, as always, thank you very much for your input there, uh, making me much more enlightened, and I shall look out for those superstars a lot more in season 2023, I promise you. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.